Roll for initiative. Welcome to the Honor Roll Podcast, the podcast that helps you talk like this. <laughs> I see you're this week. You're working on your character voice, right? Well, I was so uh, I was so impressed, blown away by, by what you did last week, yeah. Jason. That that I am, uh, yeah, wow, just wow, wow, I just get it, wow. I get it. Uh, the podcast that helps you level up your role playing game, tabletop, LARP, mush, and everything in between. We're not better gamers than you. We just all have different experiences to share. And maybe we can help you have more fun at your game, because the only way to win at a role-playing game is to to have fun. fun. I'm Ryan, the curmudgeon. Joining me, as always, is Carrie, the legend. It is. And Jason, the favorite. I'm the one who's been trying to think of a more inappropriate story, and I don't have anything right now. Mm. Maybe for when we come back over the first year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Stock up. Well, have I talked about the child grave on the air yet? I don't know if you have on the air. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about it later then. If if we've talked about the kid buried in Jason's front yard, (laughs) somebody let us know. Yes, definitely. And if we haven't talked about it, let us know that. That way Jason can tell you all about his murder yard. No, it's not a murder yard. Isn't it? It was just a weird, deeply tragic story. We'll talk about it later. Well, before we get into gaming, let's get a report on our Patreon backers. Yay! Oh, yes. Ooh, we have them. We have a, Do a we? whole list. Whoops, that's the wrong website. What? 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 <laughs> Ryan, who's our first Patreon backer? Well, the, on the at the wizard level. At the wizard level. Cameron Pruitt. Oh. He's my favorite. He's my favorite. No, he's mine. He's he my is favorite. alphabetically superior to everyone else with his first name. <laughs> <laughs> begins with a C. Okay, are we doing these alphabetically? We could be. Oh, no, that's too much. If next, it would be Drew Stevens. Okay, if you if you can do the math, you can do that. That's, like, too close to math. Yeah, hi, Drew! Hey! And mm. then we would be Ryan Galeanto. Galeato. Sorry, I added an N in there. I'm gonna blame right, and, my and, and I'm also, at this point, super glad that he put R before J. Oh, I missed the J. You missed two J's. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Lost Colonies with Joe Hines. <laughs> we appreciate your patronage. <laughs> and we get worse at these every week. We do. We do. All the way at the top. Oh, right. I, Ryan usually yells Joel Eastland right out of the gate. Yeah, and no one has gets, a chance to say anything else. I know. He gets so excited. You're like, Joel Eastland! Well, no! Joel is, to be fair, Ryan's oldest and best friend. So there? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like how you just make up facts about people. That's what I do at work, too. That's how I get through the day. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm done. Go on. You're say done. his name. <laughs> no, say his name. You gotta st- you're going to have to start editing these out. It's getting bad. Salim Halubi. Halabi. Halabi. I've said it wrong so many times. I get it wrong in my head. I'm, this is terrible. This is like that nightmare you have where you wake up and you're naked at school. Except for it's the podcast and you're naked. No. Put some clothes on. Don't tell anybody. Oh my gosh. What about Noah Coltrip? Well, a lot of people know this, but most of Civil War superstar Thomas Stonewall Jackson was buried in Lexington, Virginia. Did you say most of? Most of. Where's the rest? Well, the rest is not there. Uh The rest is at Locust Grove, Virginia. What? Is it like a stuffed leg or something? 
No, see, it was just after dark on May 2nd of 1863 when uh, Jackson had, had launched this devastating attack against Union forces at Charlottesville, and uh, he decided to, you know, go do a little reconnaissance afterwards, and as they were riding around, they totally didn't see uh, that the North Carolina regiment had snuck up on them, and uh, they shot Jackson three times. Two of them shattered his left arm. Yeah, so he was quickly evacuated and given medical treatment, but the arm just couldn't be saved. Left or right? It was his left. Okay. But the limb of such a great soldier, it's too precious to just throw away. No! You can't just put that on the regular body part trash pile. So is it like mounted over somebody's mantelpiece? Well, Jackson's unofficial company chaplain, Reverend Tucker Lacey, took the arm and he wrapped it in a blanket and took it to his personal family cemetery. Uh, The Reverend even gave that arm a standard Christian burial. And there's a marker on the site. And a lot of people say that the arm had been du- has been dug up and reburied a few times, but there's no real evidence of that. Uh, but, you know, Noah went there to try and find out. Did he dig it up? He did not. Well, that's the only way to know for sure. He went there and, and found the entire experience to be a little disarming. Oh! I was going to ask if reconnaissance is a code word for taking a shit in the woods. Anybody else, Carrie? <laughs> you, you always take it to such a weird place. Well, you know, sometimes when you've got to go, you're just like, well, I'm will be, I've got to see a man about a horse. And maybe that's what he said, and, and he got ambushed. Wouldn't that be terrible? If you were a famous general and you got shot while taking a dump in the woods, would you tell everybody that you were taking a dump? No. I was doing reconnaissance in those woods. This is kind of making me think about Elvis now. <laughs> See, I was thinking more about how I actually kind of miss his work stories. Because oh. then you don't rant at other parts of the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Any other patrons? Uh. We have Sarah. Well, if you would like to get a shout out on the show, we would love to give you one. Uh, you can get one by helping us keep the show on the air by mm-hmm. becoming a patron at patreon.com slash podcast. When last we left our intrepid adventures. Wait, I, I want to note that if you become a patron at the wizard level so that you can get a shout out and you don't want one, we'll also not give you one if you want to just give us money to not shout you out. Oh, man, that's yeah. true. Too. You don't have to get it. It's optional. So if that's what's been holding you back. <laughs> if you have, it's, there could, you know, there are some, uh, there are some religions that have restrictions, you know, so if you have a religious restriction about being uh, announced as a patron. On a podcast. <laughs> or just a personal reason. Maybe right. you're wanted by the law. We'll, we, it doesn't bother us one or, bit. Or we'll uh, give you a fake name. Ooh. Now I want to do that for everybody. <laughs> right? <laughs> Everybody be like, yep, that's me. Yep. You can go to patreon.com slash honor roll podcast. Yeah. When last we left our intrepid adventurers, we were sitting right here at this table Ooh. recording a podcast. Yep. Yeah. And now we're back. So it's almost Thanksgiving. It's true. <sighs> Yeah, mm, I'm gonna food. eat so much turkey. I'm hungry. Yeah. Probably a bunch of ham. All right. So instead of asking what you guys have been up to with, let's. I'm just gonna ask uh, Jason. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? What am I doing for Thanksgiving? Probably cooking a turkey and then feeding it to a bunch of people. Yeah. And then trying to make excuses as soon as possible. <laughs> Does all of your do all of your relatives go to to your place or your folks' place? They go to my folks' place usually. 
And it's sometimes it's great, and sometimes it's just exhausting. You know, like yeah. all all family gatherings. Sure. It's weird because like uh, becoming an adult, there was this transition where I went from loving, just absolutely <laughs> thinking that the holidays were the most amazing. Like, not just, like, everybody thinks about Christmas, but I loved Thanksgiving. Because it was the big thing where everybody got together. I loved both of them. Yeah. But everybody got together, and there was usually, you know, the, the adults would all play cards, and we would play this weird, it's not a weird game, but we have this family Strip game. poker. No, not anymore. Not since the incident. Uh, we played this game called Pollyanna, which is just a, like a, like, sorry. But yeah. it's on a homemade painted board, and okay. there's... <laughs> I don't know where it we came couldn't from. afford. Sorry, uh, sorry. I'm so we made our own called Pollyanna. <laughs> it's called Pollyanna. I don't know where it came from. I've tried to find out if there's anything else to it, but uh, there's no. Nobody. Was it invented by whoever made the board for your family? No, they didn't invent it. Somebody else did. <laughs> they were like, they were like, please stop staring at us. I have Here, no take this idea. homemade a, game. A long, creepy history of homemade Pollyanna boards. There could be. I'm pretty sure I've that done. this is like a horror movie. I hope so. And that's why the kid's buried in his yard. <laughs> oh. that's, it's weird. That's when we were kids. You know, everybody has family games, <gasps> Maybe right? Maybe it's Pollyanna. That's buried. Yeah, everybody has family games, right? Like, I, people play uh, different card games. They might play mm-hmm. different board games. Yeah, we all exclusively played at family gatherings. Rook and this Pollyanna game, which is very similar to Sorry. Right. It's one of those. What What are they called? There's a whole class of games that are all basically the same. Boring. No, it's, it's, you would not believe how exciting those games would get. There would be people. It's weird that my family didn't drink because they would whoop and holler and mm-hmm. it was a whole thing. And if somebody would get like a lucky roll and come away from behind and win, people would talk about it for weeks. Right. Yeah. But the kids could play that, but we could not play Rook <laughs> because they took it too seriously oh. for the kids to play. In fact, my grandmother never was allowed to play Rook any. No. Let me, I'm, I'm saying this wrong. My grandfather would never play Rook with any, everybody else because one time, like decades before I was even born, when, when, the, you know, when my parents' generation were all kids, he caught my grandmother cheating and he never played again. <laughs> and that would have been like when he was in his 30s. This is like the time and he grandma, died when he was in his late 60s. Right. Never played again. Was this like the time your grandma, Carrie, refused to ever make that pie again? <laughs> it never did for the rest yeah, of her life. My, my grandfather loved like it, it was blackberry cobbler. Yes. And blackberry so, cobbler is good. So she made him blackberry cobbler. Sure. But, but he told her. You made this wrong. And I don't know. It what, might have been a joke knowing him. Yeah, it might have been a joke, but he took it so far. She actually, I will never make this for you again if you say one more word. And he did. And that was she it. Never made it again. <laughs> and he, every once in a while, would go, you know, you could make, and she'd go, shut up, Lloyd. We're never making it again. I'm never making it again. <laughs> I love crazy family stories. Mm-hmm. The only game we ever played at my house at the holidays was, let's see which of us can make my mom cry first. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, it was a... Yeah, you guys don't you don't play the game when I'm around anymore because I got mad the right. time now I thought. Now it's see who can make Carrie mad first. Yeah. Now, that's not really a game. It's just like it put a timer on. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Uh, yeah. I wish Carrie yelled at more people on the podcast. <laughs> you guys don't want me to yell? A little bit, yeah. It's no. pretty entertaining. Mm. Well, uh, we're gonna we're we're gonna go to combat rounds now. Yeah, for the third time. Yeah. Welcome to combat rounds. Woo. <laughs> well, this is the very last episode of season two. So, first of all, uh, congratulations! Made <laughs> you made it to season two. Yeah. This is also, I believe, our 70th episode. What? Which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. How yeah. have we talked for 70 episodes? I know. How have people listen? I, so that I don't know. Say, people that I work with assure me that I can talk. <laughs> uh, so, folks listening, just be aware, this is the last episode that will come out until January. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's usually like 2021. Right. No. <laughs> Uh, it'll be like the second or third week of January when we when we come back uh, for season three, oh right? Gosh. With some exciting new changes. What? It's true. I hope so, <laughs> are you bored with this? No, I just you know. Yeah, I like change. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, so this is the last show of season two, and and we just wanted to to talk a little bit about gaming in sort of a fun way because it's Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we thought, why don't we talk about the gaming things that we are thankful for? Aw. I like that. Yeah. You should go first. I got Carrie. nothing. You oh. got nothing? <laughs> He's not a very thankful person. I'm thankful this is the last episode. It's the, ho- <laughs> it's the holidays, and yeah. it's always rough. No, um, the biggest thing for me for gaming is, and I'm hopefully it's for the two of you as well, um, that this is your biggest thing is that um, I met my spouse at a game. Really? Who is he? This one? I don't yes. know. You know? No, I, I met Ryan. Showed up to my game. Right. And so, if I wasn't running a game, I wouldn't be married to him, mm-hmm. and there would not be the podcast as we know it. As we know it. Dateline October two thousand and one. <laughs> So, no. you know, as we've talked about that, that was where I met my wife, too. Mm-hmm. That's my number one on the list. Yeah. On this listicle episode. Well, it's number four on mine. But yes. I, I remember when no, we were talking about it before, I was like, you dumb bastard. As soon as she said it, you should have been like, mine, too. <laughs> no, it was, it was number one. It was yeah. number one. I'm I'm thankful for having met my wife for right. game because I met my wife at it. It yeah. was a it was a werewolf. Yeah. 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 And he played Batman. He did play Batman. First character is always Batman. Yep. Yeah. 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 That means uh, what? What was the comment? The last character's got to be the Joker then. Yep. Yeah. Well, I haven't we'll played circle. that yet. So, well, I don't know. When, when was your my rat can maybe the Joker oh, a little bit? Yeah. I can see that. Oh, I guess yeah. we're done then. Yeah, <laughs> there I might not be a season You've played three. The old lady with the rolling pan more than once. Yeah, I have. I've, yeah. I've had lots of endings. Yeah, though. I know. Yeah. That's okay. So my, my number two is is really closely tied into finding my wife in that I kind of found my tribe, you know, like. Yeah. When I was in high school, I had a small group. Like when I joined wrestling team, that, that really helped. But I didn't have a people. Mm-hmm. And so when I got into gaming really big, I found out that there's people that that think like I do and, and are also like too loud and... <laughs> too over-the-top at stuff, and they appreciated those traits in me that other people had always disliked. Right. 
they liked the fact that I was creative and loud and uh, uh, a little too much. So it was nice. It was nice to finally find that group. Yeah, it's like it's like a second family. Right. It's yep. like a second family. I'm still looking. You're still looking. Well, it's because you're not all those things. <laughs> Loud. <laughs> Creative. So what's your number two? I, um, my number two is I am thankful for all of the years that I was running and operating. And, you know, I was one of the founders, one of men, there was like a dozen of us. So I don't mean to make that sound more important than it was, but I was one of the people who founded, uh, the Guru Nation, which right. is a, a, a national LARP org for Werewolf. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was, you know, one of the, um, I was a storyteller in One World by Night. And I was on the board of directors at Underground Theater. And, and I'm thankful for the time the time I spent as, as sort of an administrative operator in those orgs. Right. Um, because it taught me a great deal about technical writing and rules construction. Because mm-hmm. there was lots of... Uh, um, especially like in TGN, you know, I, I bylaws. All, helped write all of their bylaws and I helped with, with undergrad theater. I helped write their, uh, their player's handbook and things like that. And so it was, uh, you know, boring nonfiction writing, but like important. That's a valuable skill. Though. Imp- super. It is uh, a skill that I could not do the gum belt without. Right. Yeah. Because a lot of boring nonfiction writing in there. Yeah, oh yeah, it's the worst. <laughs> no, it's the worst. no. What about you? What's your number number two? Number two, um, I am thankful for mush because my spelling and my typing has increased so much. <laughs> I literally, when I first started to mush, I finger, I chicken packed. And then now you touch type. Yeah, now I touch type. You like oh, now wow. I now I for real type. Yeah, and um, that's just you know by doing that you know I've gotten better. That's a skill that has helped me in other areas of my life. You know, certainly uh, writing for game and things like that has has increased my typing confidence too. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm I'm an I'm an atrocious speller. Like I couldn't spell atrocious. Sure. Um, and and it's helped me realize that I just need to get the word down and I can go back and fix the spelling later. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's really helpful. Right. right. Okay. Neat. Yeah. Neat. So uh, what's your three, Ryan? My number three is I am thankful for Dungeons and Dragons for teaching me uh, to be a better artist. Mm. Because I was the guy who every weekend when we sat down as we were playing, I was always working on a sketch of my character. Right. And it was really great practice to always have a sketchbook and be drawing and and working on my character every weekend. And uh, and that was really great for my art. Okay. No, absolutely. Actually, art, inspiring art is on my my list as well. Although it's more about the art that's in the books. Is you know like that actually made me want to be able to do that. Well, you've talked about how that part of the thing you wanted to get out of art school was to learn how to do art for explicitly for role playing books, correct? Yeah, my our, my whole group of of gamer nerds that went to art school together, like that was our goal. You know, we're all going to work for FASA, and we're all going <laughs> to you know. And we had Remember all when these, they were on top of the world, <laughs> huh? yeah, and well, and also in Chicago, which right, is where we right. were. They made cool games though. Uh, yeah, maybe not the most mechanically comprehensive, but, but cool. Yeah, but absolutely. Cool. And um, was good. you know, and I've I've met really fascinating people absolutely. through um, through 
gaming art. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and I mean, I've gotten to, I've, I've ac- I'm actually in a role-playing game um, as a model. Yeah. Uh, I'm in the, <laughs> I'm in the Men in Black book. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so I knew about the Kingdom Come mm-hmm. uh, comic book that you're in. I do did you, not know about uh, the Men I, in Black book. Do you own a copy of it? I don't. Oh, oh that's I a don't. shame. Um, I don't know that it actually looks like me, but I was the model for it. Was it the core book? I don't, I think so. I've seen it for <laughs> sale. Now I desperately wish <laughs> that I had gotten it. Mm-hmm. All right. What, well, what else? Should, what else are you thankful for about gaming, Jason? Okay, so one of the things that uh, that gaming has really taught me is because I've been running games for the last ten years, pretty steadily up in the last up until the last year or so. Is when you vanished. When I vanished in the purge. Yeah, <laughs> I, I sort of learned how to read subtext and look behind the curtain in uh, different things. Like if I was reading a book and I was trying to understand a character in the book. Or a movie, and I was trying to understand what the movie was actually saying, or the techniques they were using to tell the story. And not because I became this great writer, but just because the same techniques that I was using to encourage players to role play, the you could see, oh, well, they've done this thing here, or that character's motivation is driving this plot. Right. And while I'm not as good at it as somebody like yourself who's been to film school, it was. Uh, kind of a revel, revel. Can't talk tonight. It's been nice. It's been nice. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, it was an, a moment where I got to appreciate art more mm-hmm. because I could see what they were doing. Well, story construction. The elements of story construction are the same regardless of the the medium. Right. And understanding some of those means that you can suddenly understand what's happening better. That's very cool. Yeah. Uh, so what else? Where are we at? Um, I am thankful for having an entire closet filled with costumes <laughs> that I can dive into at any moment for any need. Oh, <laughs> um, you do have a pretty extensive I closet now. I do, and uh, it's it's really neat with Dakota because every once in a while she'll be like, hey, tomorrow I've got to dress up as Professor Snape for school. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, why didn't they give us any time to do this? And she's like, well, but, I'm no, actually known for- I don't think they do. Like, her school's not really good about letting okay. us know those things. Um, but because I have a whole closet, I'm always able to help help her pull off a pretty fun costume for these different things. Her snake did look really good. Yeah, her snake was awesome. Yeah. Um, that was for Literature Day. Okay, that's a good um, one. But, uh, yeah, so, like, no matter what, and, you know, sometimes it's when I'm feeling down or blue or whatever, I go and I wear something in my costume closet versus mm-hmm. regular clothes, and, like, so I'm what? thankful for fun stuff like that. I have also let some of my costuming work its way into my normal wear, mm-hmm. too. Like that purple velvet jacket I have. Heck yeah. I love it so much. I mean, as long as it's not the white pants with the... I love that too, though. <laughs> uh, the, the white pants with the... Where are those? I don't know. <laughs> They've got a big red bloody handprint on yeah. it. Right? Yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So what about you, Ryan? <sighs> one part Bacardi 151. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> one part triple set. <laughs> one part gin. One part amaretto. 
and four parts of sweet and sour mix and four parts of cranberry juice. I am thankful for Gamer Punch because, so, wow. So uh, <laughs> you call it Gamer Punch, but it's officially Roman tea. And somebody, <laughs> and I wish I could remember the guy's name, in the local Chattanooga community invented it supposedly while he was tripping balls on acid. <laughs> And uh, it, <laughs> blue construction balls. <laughs> oh. So he uh, uh, that that guy has passed away. So anytime you drink some, you've got to pour a little out for him first. And uh, it's it's so good. Yeah, it is. So just okay, perfectly I think the, most, the right amount of the sweetness. most important thing though is that you have to realize that it's always mixed in a giant. A five gallon five drum. gallon bucket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, J- so Jason has one that he's drilled and installed a spigot. No, no. It's, I bought it like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Jason makes this gamer punch or Roman tea, if you want to call it that. Uh, whenever we go on like a big game road trip where we're there's like a group of large gamers, yes. st- a, a large group of gamers. Then. And some of them. Yeah, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, you don't need to be pointing like, out their size. When, we, when we're at a convention or whatever, like yeah. he'll make a batch of this in the hotel room and, and mm-hmm. it'll just get, get weeded off a little bit at a time the whole weekend. But the amazing thing about it is, first of all, it's delicious. Yes, yeah. It's delicious. And it does not, as much alcohol as it's got in it, it does not taste it's, like it has that much alcohol. It's dangerous. Yeah. It's so dangerous. But I also tell you that as much as it doesn't taste like it has that much in it, it takes about half a glass to know there's that much right. in it. Because, man, it'll knock you on your feet. Mm-hmm. So uh, do you remember when we all went to New Orleans and there was plenty of extra uh, little adventures that y'all had that year? Yeah. Uh, but there was that couple that was from TGN that I didn't really know who came down and hung out in her hotel room for several hours. And the husband had been steady drinking the Roman tea the whole time. And the next day, I think it was his wife, maybe it was his girlfriend. The next day she said he got up to the room, he put his key card into the door. And then when the door swung open, he fell forward flat <laughs> on his face. No. Like, like, like he'd been chopped down, just boom, hit the floor, and she couldn't wake him up. He had passed out, oh and she had to goodness. drag him the rest of the way to the room and roll him over onto his side. <laughs> because it's it's powerful. It's, it's powerful. All right, yeah. hey everybody, That's real delicious. quickly, you know, while we think that this is a very delicious drink, you know, make sure that you're 21. Yes, and make sure that you're in a safe place and being responsible. Definitely be in a safe place. Yeah. One year, the uh, a bunch of the guys who used to, to make it all the time, they went to, I'm about to say Kanuga, but it wasn't Kanuga. It was Chattacon, and they had stolen some five-gallon water containers from a local college, and they all dressed up as Johnny Bravo. Because <laughs> this was like early 2000s, and it right. was still really huge. And they all dressed up as Johnny Bravo, and that's what they did for the whole weekend is handed out Roman tea. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Thank you very much. That was exactly what they were like <laughs> all weekend. I mean, Johnny Bravo was pretty it's, brilliant. Yeah, it was. <laughs> what else you got, Jason? What do okay, you think? Okay, so uh, one of the things that I I really think about role-playing is uh, that it, it allowed me to try like the best and worst parts of my personality, and then I could apply that to my daily life. Like, hey, you know, when I played this character that was hyper-confident, the confidence was really good. But it also, I pushed it, I really pushed it too far and I was a dick all the time in character. And so that's somewhat acceptable in the character if it's in the right setting and the right people are around. But it's not acceptable in your daily life 
to be confident to the point of being a jerk, being a jerk. So it helped me try to find where a good level of that is. Right. Yeah. And playing characters that are, uh, that don't have empathy have shown me that how important empathy is in my daily life. All right. That's good. Yeah. I am thankful for having interesting photos to put up on my social media. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we definitely have those. Well, you know, like, all these, I always feel, you know, everyone's always like, look at this beautiful sunset. Look at my dog. Look at this. And I'm like, here's a picture of, of plastic flies by my teacup. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and everyone's always like, what is that? I love the pictures of you and your Madam Gee wig. <laughs> it's like a four foot long wig and then you're always in some huge elaborate dress. <laughs> my my favorite is when I got that wig, Dakota put it on. That was a good picture. And so yeah. it was like a mini, mini madam, yeah. although she was closer to Madame Guy's age than I am. Which is super creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which makes that's why her character is so weird and creepy and yeah. great and yeah, she terrible is creepy. and everything. But anyway, so yeah, I'm I'm really glad to that. You know, like, I always laugh. It's like, I stopped doing Rocky Horror, so I don't have any fun pictures from that anymore. So now I have my gaming You stuff. should find all those pictures and post them on Facebook. They are on my Facebook. Are Not they? all of them, but some of them are. I need to go back, because we didn't become friends until well after that period. Yeah, it was like a week ago, right? Yeah, it feels yeah. like it sometimes. Who are you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm I am thankful for all of, and this is going to be like the corniest one we do. I'm sorry. Right. But I am thankful for all the friends that I've made through gaming. Oh, I get it. It's, that's why yeah. it's my number two. Yeah. We've been in all the orgs. We've been in all of the orgs. Between Almost, all yeah. of the orgs and... and We've been just... in all the vampire orgs. And <laughs> well, yeah. The world of darkness orgs. Right. We need to circle back and join some of the other ones. Yeah, but even with uh, tabletopping and the conventions it's brought yeah. me to and things like that, like just the, the people... Uh, some of them have been really terrible, but some of them have been really awesome. You know what? Yeah. It really balances out because we have met some incredibly toxic people over the years <laughs> right. that have given me practically ulcers. Yeah. But I've also met some of the best people in my life. Absolutely. Yeah. I think you? it's just like anything. You know, like there's good and bad in the in the society in in, in gaming. And if you're able to find the good people, then it's so worth it. That's worth it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I feel like that I learned how to express myself like creatively. Creatively. (laughs) I love that like you just (laughs) totally had trouble expressing yourself. (laughs) (laughs) It's awful. I know. But like learning to write and learning to storytell for large groups, it's it really changed my perception of my own abilities. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. you. If you've got something that you want to do that's creative, give it a shot. You'll be bad at it for a long time, and then you'll get good at it, mm-hmm. and then it'll, uh, you know, it'll pay off for you personally. Right. I mean that is not in, like, financially, but it makes me feel good to know that I can write something that other people are going to enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. That's Absolutely. super cool. Yeah. Um, I'm, I am thankful for being able to go to conventions because there's a whole other level of geek oh, when yeah. you're a gamer and you go to a convention. Um, you know, not not only are there panels and, you know, like we, we've gotten to host panels. Yeah, that was really fun. Um, but, you know, like 
when you go to a convention, there is always some kind of game happening. Mm-hmm. Right. For you to do. You will never be bored at a convention if you are a gamer. Mm-hmm. There is always a game of Pollyanna going on somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bring a board to the next right. uh, oh That That'll be our live our big our panel is us playing Pollyanna. We're going to do a live play of Pollyanna only for our Patreon yeah, backers. Only for oh our Patreon backers. Oh, my gosh. Hey, uh, you know, my I have one that's very much kind of related to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am thankful for all of the different cities that gaming has enabled me to visit. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I've, this is just what I could remember. But I made a little list because okay. I think it's interesting. So... No, and most of these are uh, for LARP games. Just to be honest, mm-hmm. most of these. Uh, well, you don't travel to play tabletop games, and you don't you're travel going to for, a convention but, for right. And yeah. so most of these are either convention locations, like Indianapolis for Gen Con, or or they are for um, or for they're for a LARP game. But uh, Milwaukee, New Orleans, Atlantic City, uh, the Twin Cities, Philadelphia, Chicago, Iowa City. Indianapolis, Tampa, Jacksonville, Washington, D.C., mm. Richmond, Virginia, and, and Oakland, California. They're all places that and I have went to Charlotte, to play North game. Carolina. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. No, Charlotte, I meant to, I said Asheville, Charlotte. Asheville, North Carolina. Asheville. Greensboro. And we also, we also went, where was the place that had the really, we ended up, role pl- we ended up LARPing in the bar. So you're going way mm-hmm. back. That was Cincinnati. Yeah, we, we yeah. role played in Cincinnati. I don't, re- in I don't remember playing role, playing a game in Cincinnati. It was really we bizarre because we we showed up and we thought that the game was in the back room, mm-hmm. and it turns out that they played in the entire bar and just regular people were there as well. And you were supposed to just blend in like it was the masquerade. I, I actually like that. <laughs> n- well, no, because I was talking to someone. And they weren't in game. That they were just great. yeah. No, it wasn't though, because I you know like you I was freaked out. I was being a weirdo because that's my character's a weirdo. And they were like, uh. So when no, I was in, it was dangerous. Actually, I <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. When I was in the Camarilla back in when it was called the Camarilla, one of the people that I wound up role playing with a lot, and I wish that I could remember her name. She had been a bartender in Atlanta in a goth club, and they ran. A vampire game, and all the bartenders were the storytellers. And so, like, some of the patrons just come in, and they were just being goth. Yeah. Right? But about a third of them were playing in this vampire game and being goth. Yeah. <laughs> and so, those people knew what was going on, and the rest of people just suspected that there was also a LARP going on. Mm. But... It was a goth club. Everybody's role playing right. a little bit. <laughs> That's true. She, the, she said the the most interesting part is that a, a local news station decided to come down to this club and expose the vampires. And on the day that they showed up, she's in like these super high spike heels and this slinky vampire dress. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and somebody had broke down out front. That was like this little old couple. <laughs> and she was the only person who was there who knew how to change a tire for whatever reason, right? Okay. So she's outside in her, like, ridiculous spiked heels. Helping of... Uh, changing the tire in this little old lady and little old man's uh, coupe as yeah. the... Uh, as, as they as the uh, uh, news station rolls up in their van, to be all like, ha ha, right, and there she is changing the tire. And I said, "Well, what did they do?" Yeah, they filmed a couple of minutes and they left. They knew that there was, you know, yeah, there was <laughs> nothing. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's amazing. 
Anyway, all right. So what else you got, Ryan? Well, I just went. Oh, that's true. I went all over. You went all Thanks over. Thanks to gaming. <laughs> ah. So you know, I like to that I've gotten to travel a whole bunch too. I've not went to half of those places, but I have gotten to go but to you, New Orleans. And I know you went to the other half because you were with us. I, I was with mm-hmm. you. Uh, and I also went to Las Vegas. Right. For, uh, yeah. Probably the craziest. There's two crazy parties I've been to, and they're both White Wolf parties. And one of them was the second time in New Orleans when they rented out the entire House of Blues. Right. And it was an open bar for like 500 people. And uh, they spent an insane amount of money because you could get whatever you wanted. And it was for all night. Yeah. And it was just a bunch of people there having a great time, drinking, watching a weird fashion show. And then the second one was in Las Vegas. And uh, we had a booth because somebody had paid for the expensive ticket package for the convention and invited all of us up there. And we were out on a balcony. We were drinking. And I was hanging out with a bunch of people, you know, that were at the time kind of names in the community. And also watching this crazy floor show where they had a band for a while. And then there was this big lighting rig that had flamethrowers on it. <laughs> it just, it was, it was excessive and over the top in a way that I'm not likely to get experience in my normal life. And that Fair. was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh. Let's see what else. You also, you know, if you're talking about crazy places you've traveled, you also traveled to a farm. I did travel to a farm yeah. to play with goats. To play with goats, and that was really amazing. I I wish that I wasn't so far away that we couldn't stay all night and hang out and do the like at the <laughs> at the evening they had a huge bonfire. Yeah. Right. At where they, everybody burned their old gaming stuff that had become a burden to them. That's fantastic. So like if they had a bad story, nope, I'm throwing that hat out. Yep. Done. <laughs> yeah. I am uh, also thankful for the skills, uh, some of the skills, the practical skills that gaming has taught me, like uh, the ability to read people. Right. To know, to and the ability to read people and the situation and know who is going to react and how. Um, you know, I... I've gotten, you know, at work, especially with in, with uh, crisis communications and things like that, it's become, it's a skill that is like super handy that I'm able to go, well, you know, these folks, they're going to take it this way. This is how they're going to react and this is what they're going to do. And so we need to head that off the path. Right. And and I'm right, like every time. And uh, and I don't say that to brag. I say that to, to give credit to, to gaming mm-hmm. because especially game running. Uh, because it, it really helped me hone this skill of knowing, you know, you know, you know your players, you know the characters they're playing, and you start to to anticipate how they're going to respond to the things that you throw at them, and uh, and it really that navigation's a, a really great skill. Yeah, uh, you know, one of the things on my list is the it gave me the tools to use in confrontations because you know a lot of role playing games and LARP is. Uh, is being in some sort of environment where you're opposing someone. Right. And I've been in yelling matches. I've been where people have been trying to outmaneuver me and things like that. And once you become comfortable with confrontation as as a, as a social interaction, people can't use it against you anymore. <laughs> Not in the same way that they could right. before. Like you, can, some, you can intimidate somebody into giving having their character give you your way. Right. Give you what you want. Because just because you're more comfortable in that kind of situation than they are. But it also means in the real world, when someone tries to do the same thing to you, you're like, oh, 
you're trying to bow up on me. Like, yeah. like that's not going to work. I am thankful for role-playing to help me with my public speaking. Yes, absolutely. Um, I have a slight lisp. No! Shut up! You said you wanted me to yell more. Shut up, Brian! I like that stuff. Thankfully, I know how to handle this confrontation because (laughs) of gaming. Uh No, um, and and so, like, I just wouldn't do public speaking, like, ever. And, and now you podcast. And now I podcast. Now I Twitch. You know, I I have played, um, you know, national NPCs that have to mm-hmm. stand up and give speeches. And, you know, I've played alphas where I stand up on chairs and rile everybody up to go to war with me. You and know, teach people wrong on purpose. And teach people wrong on purpose. <laughs> it, it's very helpful to be able to go, it's not me saying these things. It's my character Mm-hmm. I'm just helping her say those things. Absolutely. And when you do that enough times, it's a hat that you can put on. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to put on my podcasting hat. Right. right. And and be able to podcast. And when the podcast is over, I'm nervous and right. my tummy hurts. But and she lisps constantly. I do. It's off terrible. The air. It's weird. It's really I have a, a friend. Now, I didn't know you ever had one, to tell you the truth. I, I do. I do. Yeah. I have a friend on Facebook who is a very intelligent professor um, and he actually was just talking on his Facebook page about about all of the social skill um, improvement aspects of LARPing and, mm-hmm. and exactly what you're talking about. Because he had just done some sort of training video and he was like, yeah. I've never been in a video before. I don't know how to how to do that. You know, and he was nervous about it. And then he was like, no, my character's an actor. It's OK. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and it, it works. So yeah, Absolutely. I tell you, one of the other things that's been a big help for me is that you'll not meet a greater variety of people than you will role-playing. Yeah. You'll meet people from all walks of life, of every variety, of every gender, sexuality, comfort level (laughs) with their bodies, and it will help you when you reckon, especially growing up like I did, a very conservative background, uh, and very churchy Parts of my family were very churchy, and I'm not saying religious on purpose. They were very churchy people. No, I know right? what you mean. Yeah. And so it was, it was really something that I I struggled with for a long time, especially in my teenage years. And then in my 20s, when I started meeting all these gamers and everybody's so, so different from the people that I'd grown up with, that it really broadened my perspective and made me, I think, a much better person. Oh, yeah. Because now suddenly I'm like, oh, well, everybody's just people. I know that because I've met all these people. Right. And I've spent the night in a a hotel room with them because we were all crashing together to go to a game the next day or I camped in a cabin with them at Mm -hmm. a Boffer LARP or something. I always think it's funny when you watch, like, TV shows like Supernatural or... uh uh, I mean, just or movies. Anytime, like, the characters in the, the... show go to to a larp or encounter larpers right and they they always encounter the the stereotypical larper you know the the 30 year old person usually it's a 30 year old man who like hasn't had a bath in a week and lives right. in his mom's basement because yeah. they're a nerd right right and it always makes me laugh because I think about the actual people that I've encountered at LARPs. And, and if you were to say, what is a stereotypical LARPer or a stereo, even a stereotypical gamer? You know, yeah, I think just a, gamer. Like, yeah. 
if you were to say to me, what, what, tell, tell me what is the stereotypical gamer, I would be really hard pressed to actually tell you yeah, what there it is. Isn't. Because, there isn't. It's too broad. For every one of those 30 year old men that lives in his mom's basement still, like there is also uh, a 50 year old man who works in a professional office and wears a suit every day. Mm-hmm. There is a, a doctor and a, or a lawyer or a, you know, a, a, manager at mcdonald's like they, they are or teenagers or you know it's, all over yeah yeah and it's so funny that that a stereotype has has come to exist you know but it's really based on on a a precon- joke a preconceived judgment mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it's it's a lot less straight and white and uh anything than you imagine <laughs> yeah yeah i am thankful for the uh the opportunity to explore my acting bug. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, acting is one of those tough hobbies. Uh, I was talking to my intern at my work is, uh, uh, very involved in the, the theater, the theater. At, at, in his college. Right. And, uh, a lot of people and, experiment with theater in college. Right. <laughs> and, and we were talking about, uh, this idea, like he was like, I've got this thing where I can either, go do this theater event or I can go do this event for my internship, you know, and they're both important to me. What, what should I do? You know, looking for advice. And I was like, hands down, go do the theater thing. And he was like, why are you so sure of that? You know, and also you're kind of my supervisor. Why would you tell me that? Right. You know, and, and I, I just very flat out. I was like, look, when you graduate from university, like, 99% 99% of your opportunities to be on a stage in front of people playing a role vanish. Mm-hmm. You will have an office job the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. It's going to be okay. You can put that, you know? you can put that <laughs> off for a year, for two years, if it meant you got to keep doing that thing you love. Right. Mm-hmm. But the but for most people, you know, 99% of the opportunities to, to be an actor in any capacity, you know, there are community theaters, but even those are hard to get into and hard because to do. Because there's a million they, guys just like you. Right. Yep. And so those things go away. And so I am thankful for, for it's given me the opportunity to explore the acting bug that I had when I was younger. I mean, I'm not on a, I'm not on a stage necessarily, but it is certainly immersive theater. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's the only reason why my wife does it. She wants to be able to get that acting bug. She doesn't care about writing backstories. She doesn't care about what the plot is, really. She cares about her getting to act. Right. And embody a character. Yeah. It's important. What about you, Carrie? Uh, okay, so my last one, and oh. this might be, it, it's definitely in the top of one of the important things. Sure. Um, is um, I'm thankful for gaming because it's taught me that it's okay to not be pretty. But you are. Aww. No, <laughs> for real. Like for real. As it, <laughs> I'm not mad at you. You don't have to suck up anymore. No, but I do. No, I know. I know. I don't. It, it, it's not just about LARP too, right? I can play a dwarf with a beard, mm-hmm. and if I want to. And, so and I don't have to play pretty characters, and I don't have to. When I describe my character on a mush, she doesn't have to have a big bosom, and to to make everyone think that I'm worth something. So it's not even that you don't feel pretty in yourself; it's that you don't have to worry about society expectations mm-hmm. of beauty 
Because you can do whatever the fuck you want yeah. when you're playing a character. Yeah. Right. You don't have to be pretty. You can be whatever. You know, or like, you can be pretty. If, it's a choice I, now. Yes, if I choose to, <clears throat> you know, if I choose to, I can go put makeup on and be pretty. Or and you can play I, an ugly I troll. Cannot. Just for the record. I, yeah, I, no. I cannot. Uh, honey, I love you. with shade. Yeah, no, he does not look good with behind. Yeah, I don't get to put on makeup and look pretty. It just doesn't. You should try a mask. Negative. No, but... um. And that's okay, you know, and, like, I actually really enjoy embracing, like, the idea of not being pretty, especially um, in, like, in mushes. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, sometimes it's very fun to play, like, a character that's got scars and is, uh, you know, or in, in, um, in LARPs, I really enjoy, like actually putting makeup on to make myself look old or mm-hmm. gross looking or, or whatever. You know, one of my characters, I have plastic flies that I carry around with me. And um, it's, it's, it is, it's refreshing. Mm-hmm. And then I love taking those characters and making people love them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm the ugliest thing in this room and each one of you would die for her. Right. Yeah. And not because she's powerful. But because you all care about her, and it's not about her looks. Mm-hmm. So you, know? you were thankful for the opportunity to manipulate to manipulate everyone <laughs> with my ugliness. Sure. So no, no, have- it, it really is more about like society. You don't and have not to carry having that to. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Ryan, you got a couple more, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I actually somehow I've ended up with two left. What do you got? Well, uh, that's because like I didn't repeat ones you guys said. Right? Yeah. Okay. Same. Uh, I am thankful for uh, all of the the networking and public speaking opportunities that that it's given me. You know, I've gotten to talk and be on panels and do presentations at lots of conventions. Yes, you have. I mean, I've, I'm, uh, you know, I've I've had the opportunity to be be a requested speaker to talk about gaming and stuff. And that's been really cool. And, And I would like to say that you're really good at being like the... Not MC isn't the right term, but the person who, uh, like, asks the questions to keep the panels moving. Like a moderator. A moderator. You're an excellent moderator. Yes. Not not that you don't have plenty of knowledge about gaming, but keeping a panel moving, you're amazing at that. I actually, you know, so I'll tell you a moderation, a moderating secret. Uh-huh. I think that moderators actually need to know as much or more about the topic than the people on the panel, so they can keep them moving because and say, "Hey, what about this?" Yes, yeah, you've got it because you've got to keep it pointed. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. What anybody else? Anybody else, or is it just me now? I, I've got one, but I want to save it for last. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can go last. Okay. Uh, my my last one is is I'm thankful for gaming as a whole because it gave me the gun belt. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I'm I'm thankful for the like with gu- the gun belt. It is you know given me a great friend in Ashley and uh, a great I you know this. It's been a great project and really cool, and I'm excited about seeing it come to fruition, and uh, and that feels really good. And so I'm just thankful to have that project, you know, happening in my life. Right? Yeah, I'm thankful for that too. <laughs> You're still full of crap. I, I really, <laughs> I really like the game. I, it's one of the reasons why anytime I'm like. What have you gotten done this week? And you're like, I mean, fuck it, Ryan, get back to work. <laughs> I want to play this game. <laughs> I'm going to say that my number 10, right, is getting to be on a podcast. 
And I know it's kind of goofy, but it really, it's because, you know, if somebody had said 10 years ago, hey, you're going to be on a podcast and, you know, people you've never met are going to listen to it. And care. And care. (laughs) And you're going to gain friends like on Facebook and stuff of people that you you probably will never work out that we meet because they're all over the place. Right. And uh, that's, that's really cool. And it also got me a connection to some of your old friends from Chicago and stuff like that Mm -hmm. because... We talk about him on this show, and you know, it's given me a. We've all gotten a little better knowing each other because we talk about our old stories. And that's and, and you cool. know, also we get to hang out. We get and, to hang out once it's, a week. It's kind of goofy, but we do like I'm each so other. I'm so thankful for you too. Oh. Uh, this is exactly what you're like in Lark. This is why I get so mad at you sometimes. <laughs> but he does, like, but he does it with an accent. Yeah, but with an accent. Right. We need to get you to play Fiona because everybody needs to play Fiona with a terrible accent one day. <sighs> It's, no. it's like a bride of passage. Oh. When I was uh, the Fianna tribal moderator. Yes. Did you outlaw bad Did you accents? just wear a sticker on your shirt that said, with an accent? With an accent. <laughs> no. I want to play that now. <laughs> no, but I, but I specifically would always tell everyone, I'm an American Fianna. I, I exclusively and, play American Fianna for that reason. Yeah, because I could not do the accent. I, I can't tried, stand the accent. Well, it's not that it's... I couldn't do it. Every time I did it, I, I would just... Fall over my words, and I would always fall into like a Bronx accent. Uh, that's not. what you should do. Uh, What's weird about? I'm the, thankful for the thought that you've got a Bronx accent. <laughs> <laughs> What's weird about the Irish accent is that um, there are a, you know millions of accents. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Sure, right? sure. And you can do almost all of them badly, and the point comes across, and people get it. Right. If an Irish accent done poorly is just annoying and awful and and you just it's terrible and it's actually worse than the monty python accent right like (laughs) those accents are real yeah i know yeah right but yeah like like a bad irish accent is just like uh it's just it's grating. So the, the, the reason why... It, and it feels horribly racist. Yeah. In a way that you're like, I don't I don't know how this is racist, but please, please stop. Right. I don't know what it is either. Like, it is grating. And I think part and of the reason... traumatizing. I don't always go that far. It's one of my pet peeves that I probably hate more than I really should. But, like, everybody... There, there's a certain group of people who all think that's what their LARP voice is. You know what I mean? Like, I've been to bar for LARPs. I've been to parlor LARPs of different varieties. I've been to tabletop games. I've been all... And everybody's like, well, my character talks with an Irish accent. And I'm like, you're a drow? <laughs> you know? Because that's their roleplay voice. And uh, every fiance... Back in the day, it was all Monty Python. Yeah. Well, Everyone was, talked like Monty Python. I'll buy that better yeah. than a bad Fiona accent. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. I think uh, I think we all feel so very full. Thanks. Um, yeah, we're full of thanks. Now, I hopefully, we'll be full, be full of ham and turkey soon. Turkey. Yeah. Well, let's go to game wrap then. Ooh. All right. Well, not only is this the end of the show, but it is also the end of the season. This is the only thing that I do all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only thing what, I can keep up. What about work? No, I don't really kind of do work all the time. But I'm not, like, doing. You tell crazy stories. I do. I tell crazy stories at work, too. 
Are all your crazy stories at work about us? No. This one time on the podcast. I very, the, the problem is, is that, like, as much as... Think about how much I have to explain before I can tell you a work story. And then... <laughs> Think about me doing that at work with all this stuff. It's just not worth it. Sure. <laughs> sure. Well, I'm going to. Uh, and honestly, just... none of this is as crazy as work stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, as far as uh, this podcast goes, you can find us at honorablepodcast.com and you can go to iTunes, Stitcher, or any place else that all the garbage that you listen to is found. Yeah. You can uh, go to Twitter at honorablepodcast. Facebook.com slash group slash podcast. Mm-hmm. Send us an email at hosts at honorrollpodcast.com and let us know where you think that Noah is going to be next. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can also become a patron at patreon.com slash honorrollpodcast. Uh, but otherwise, uh, I think that we are all very thankful to have you listening to us. Yes, very much. And we appreciate that. Uh, and so... Um, I'm not going to give XP out. Instead, I'm just going to let you all level up. So, uh, because, you know, I'm pretty, pretty thankful and proud of what we do with the show. And that's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. So. We're okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, uh, join us next year. Uh, when our premiere of season three happens in January, we come back in with uh, super exciting new things, super exciting new things. And our very first topic, of course, is going to be Baby Yoda. How fucking cool is that? Woo! Until next time, uh, have a great holiday Yiddle. and uh, we will see you next year. Remember that the only way to win at a role playing game is to have fun. I Yay! Want, I want Santa to bring me a Yiddle. Oh, man. Thank you.